your Bibles, we it's not uh, for a few moments. If you'll turn with us at Genesis 22. We'll we'll get back in where we left off from last week. I know there's a lot all around the place forever. We did several last week. Uh, I was still thinking on last week, and it's hard to get pulled away because I keep wanting to pick something else up out of it, uh, which is a good thing. That makes that makes me want to go back and do some more digging. To get more information and be blessed by God. Quick recap on we saw here where Abraham, under the command of God, was to take his only son that he loved so much uh, up to a Mount Moriah and uh, bind him and offer him as a sacrifice. And the way that Abraham must have felt uh, as they walked up that mountain together and when he looked down in his son's eyes and laid upon there on the altar, what it must have felt like in his heart to be able to do what God asked him to do. Uh, and it was all about that command there, and that, that, that willing to do what, what God calls us to do. Many are called. Paul says that you are chosen. Uh, and thank God, thank God he chose us to save. Thank God he chose us. In uh, verse 13, that's where I'm going to pick up. We went through 12. Now, I'll try not to keep us too, too long here on this, but uh, verse 13 and 14, I'll, I'll read 13 14 first. It says, And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horn. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Oh my gracious, what, what just happened to Abraham when this took place? I, I, I guess his knees just about buckled from relief. You know, like, whew, what in the world? So much, and I know sometimes when we're when we're tried in this life, we get we get under that pressure. We don't know. We feel like the world's going to turn upside down on us. But when God steps in, and when God has control, we turn it over to Him. We do what God would have us to do. The end is nothing but a blessing for us. He sees things we can't see. He can open doors we can't open. He can close doors that we can't close. Here another sacrifice provided instead of Isaac. And I know Abraham was tickled to death that. God must be acknowledged with thankfulness for the, for the deliverance of Isaac. Now, uh, Abraham's words must be made good here. God will provide himself a lamb. And I kept thinking about that. God will provide himself a lamb. Abraham had no doubt. That God would take care of whatever was about to happen. Whether it be his son or whether it be a lamb, uh, he didn't have no idea that there's going to be a lamb stuck in a thicket on top of the mountain. God sent that lamb there. I'll tell you what, that lamb probably just raised on up there by itself, or God just placed him there and got caught in thickets. So many times I think back about how God stepped in my place. Old Satan wants to sacrifice us unto the world, so to speak. But God has sent a lamb. He sent a lamb for us. And, and Jesus Christ himself died for us and set us free. 
We weren't to be slain upon the altar. Men of the family of God. God provided himself a lamp, even for you and I today. And you know what? He still provides that same lamb today because it still covers the same multitude of sins every day. It's still, we can repent unto God and he hears our cry. He forgives us of those sins. That lamb, which was slain, is now alive and risen and sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. Here we see the reference to the promised Messiah. Christ was sacrificed in our stead as a lamb in the stead of Isaac. Same principle. Same, same book we're in Genesis. If you'll go over in the book of Revelations, like Brother Bill was talking about, and like he's teaching on Sunday now, you're going to see the comparison, how it all fits together. It begins and it's going to end. And whatever's in between is just, is just a little extra boost for it all. Uh, a new name is given to the place and to the encouragement of all believers, cheerfully trusting God, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. That's what that means. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. God has never left us alone. God has never forgot about his children. He said, my children will not have to beg bread. You know, something, something, there's a lot to say about that, brother. There's a lot to say about that because so many times we find ourselves, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm, the world turned upside down. My house is falling apart. God says, I'm right here. Calm down. I'm here. Be still, he says, and know that I'm God. And I, I can just see Abraham standing there trying to be still as possible. I, I don't know about you guys, sometimes when it gets to the point where I feel like I'm about to just lose it all, I get that point where I just want to rip down and just go for it. But God said, son, I'm there. I'm right here. I died. And that's when I have to turn away. Whatever, Lord. Abraham had to do the same thing right here. Okay, God, here I am. It's about to take place. And he turned around and looked, and I was at land. I know Abraham was so relieved. I know that, but at the same time, I know his heart was rejoicing. It took him from a, a state of unknowing and heartbreak to a, to a joyful time with his son. And it, it, it takes me back to when God saw that Jesus Christ was uh, on the cross and he gave it, he gave up the ghost there on the cross. And all of a sudden, God, I believe, just totally did his son finally home. And Jesus Christ is doing this the same way today. One day when he steps out, he's going to be so glad, glad that we're all going to be with him. And we should be glad that we're going to be with him. Abraham here, same principle. Now, verse 15 through 19 says, And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, said the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned unto his young men, and they rose up 
and went together to Bathsheba, and Abraham dwelt at Bathsheba. Now, God's got final, final God here at the very end. Abraham did from God. And Abraham's obedience was uh, graciously accepted. God uh, favored him because of, and guess what God favors it for us when we, when we yield to him. Oh, we, we don't think about that a lot. But uh, his obedience is very gracious to accept it and accepted by God. But this is not all. God is pleased to make mention of Abraham's obedience as the consideration of a covenant. Now, he said, okay, now, Abraham was willing to do this. I appreciate Abraham doing this. So at that point, I'm going to bless Abraham because of his obedience unto me. As God does us today, he does us today. If you walk with me, I will bless thee. I will never forsake you. See, and that's a blessing unto us. No matter what happens today, no matter what happens tomorrow, God is there, and he's going to be there when we close our eyes. The people that are born again, we was talking earlier, a lot of people believe in this world. Those that are ready to meet God, their eyes are set upon him, just as Abraham's is today. See, Abraham got to see the Father. He got to see the one who called upon him upon Mount Moriah. He got to see the one who, who saved him from uh, slaying his only son who loved him. And now he really understands what took place. Isn't that something? One of these days, the Bible tells us that we're going to know it all. We'll know it all. All things will be known when we get to heaven. There'll be any more questions to it. But it's going to be a good time that we can sit down and worship with the Lord, worship with the brothers and sisters in Christ, and talk to John. Oh, oh my goodness. He was rejoicing too. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have been. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. My daddy was about to send me on, you know. Yeah. Uh -huh. I think Isaac jumped up by that himself. That's what I would do. Oh, yeah, get me, get me out of here. Yes, I'd be sir. jumping off the altar. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably went chasing the land. Here you go, Pop. <laughs> Here you go, Dad. Here we You know, Isaac was relieved. Amen. In the same heart, but you know what? Isaac was obedient to his father. Amen. He didn't fight him. Amen. Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about that last week uh, after service. Some commentators in the Marquis faith say I could have been as old as the his third uh, when this took place. And, uh, Abraham yeah. probably didn't just manhandle him. He don't like Paul Tony D. Whether he was 14, whether he's 30, and if he was, you know, that that's something that a man. Being able to willing to lay down for your father. Uh, the more you read study, the obedience goes a long way. Yeah. It does. It does. And uh, some, sometimes, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes, so many times, I've heard a little voice saying do something, I don't do it. Then I, then I regret. But if I was to go ahead and do it, God is always blessed. Just because of obedience. Sometimes it's just saying a prayer for somebody. You know, stopping your tracks. You might see a person out on the highway and go, you don't. You know, that's, that's disobedience if God tells you. Yeah. That won't be a great one. 
Because you hear the voice of God, they try. They don't want you praying much to nobody. And, you know, I, yeah, Isaac, man, I bet you come up off that thing, cut him rope, whatever he done. He was ready. Yeah, I'd have, you know, I'd have probably been doing one of them holy dances right there, you know. I could, I could see another day. But see, Isaac also got that. And we'll see that here in just a minute. And, but God was pleased to make mention of Abraham to be, uh, and to steer him for trouble. Now, because I was done this, this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son. Now, he keeps saying that, thy only son, his blood, his own blood. And I get things so many times. We are, we are, we, we have the same blood as Jesus in our back today. Same blood covers our most two sins daily. Since you didn't withhold thy son, thy only son, God now confirmed the promise with an oath. And he's, and here it was that uh, he said, I'll seal it. I said it, I'll seal it. And he did. But now he swore by himself, he swore that this covenant was going to stand with Abraham for the rest of his life and for the generations to come. So everything that took place after that, Abraham's covenant still stands today. And, and, and the blessing came to Isaac. Oh, yes. And so Abraham had to believe in the resurrection because God had said through not Ishmael. Right. Ishmael was a son of prayer. Mm -hmm. This was the son of miracle. And, and the promise came to Isaac. And so he had to know if if he actually had to take the life of Isaac, there'd never been anybody raised from the yeah. And uh, he had to believe God would raise Isaac from the mm -hmm. There was a powerful commitment on his part. God's going to he's, the seed is coming through eyes. Yeah, God's going to protect that life. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's that's that covenant was sworn by Him for that purpose. And God had a plan the whole time uh, before we even sent Him up there. God had a plan. He knew what was going to happen. He knew what uh, Abraham would do. I, and I believe that uh, He knew how Isaac was going to uphold the part that He gave him to. And See, Isaac was obedient enough to lay down, I believe, and or be be placed upon the altar, whichever it was, he bound to up there. So that obedience carried on and still is today. Also, like what Bill said, you know, through him that that generation after generation after generation comes down the line. The promise here uh, renewed and reviewed is that of a numerous offspring to Abraham. He says. I will multiply these years. The seed of Abraham makes history. Right here, it makes history for a lot. Because we can look back and say, there's where it all begins. There's where our seed came from. Because God, God commanded a man, and the man was obedient. Still, it goes right back to obedience. Still, it goes back to that command of God. But there's a numerous all, I will multiply these. And he says, the promise here points out as the Messiah and the grace of the gospel. Now, you can take it right over into to 
book of Daniel. You can go on over into the book of uh, Hebrew and word unto Abraham and he was obedient and God speaks to us today for us to be obedient the same way he may not make you back a mountain sometimes I guess we wish we would have sometimes sometimes if we get to a point in our life and I've heard people say well I just keep feeling like I did well there's something there blocking you need to take a trip up the mountain Sometimes you have to create that extra mile to get back where you need to be. Uh, it's easy to let things in our life uh, keep us from that. Uh, grace, so to speak, the uh, prayers and knowing which direction God would have us to go. Now, the promise here in blessing of the Spirit, in blessing, He says, I will bless thee. I believe there was a great blessing here. Galatians. Uh, well, Bill, can you, can you read it in Galatians 3.16? I, I want you to hear what Paul here is, is talking about. And uh, I could have mentioned that many ago. But Galatians 3.16. We have... Uh, now to Abraham and his seed where the promise was made. He said not, and to seeds as a many. But as of one, and the last seed, which is Christ. It all narrows down, not the seeds, but the seed. One word, seed, Christ. Every bit of it goes right back to him. And that's what that's what took place right here. And Paul makes a strong affirmation uh, as a verbal inspiration of the Old Testament scriptures here telling us in the New Testament. See, Paul, Paul looked back then. We can look back. And I'll say this. Some people say, don't, you don't need to read the Old Testament. That, that's gone. No. The Old Testament is just as much life today as it was. And, and it's an affirmation under the New Testament that we must follow daily. Not just the New Testament. Yeah, that if, when Christ gave up the ghost and the mantle was written from top to bottom, there was, a, there was a new covenant there between God and man. We didn't have to go through a priest. We didn't have to give him a sacrifice. The lamb had been slain. And the lamb rose again the third day that we may have it. Don't like it. And he's there making intercession for us. We can call right on God. We don't have to go through someone else. Thank goodness for that because somebody else may not answer the phone. Mm -hmm. Somebody else might get sick and can't come that day. You know, we're blessed. We can go, I can fall on my knees right here, just bow my head or be out working and say, God, I need you. And I heard a gentleman yesterday testify to the fact that God, he had, he'd been praying and he'd been praying so heavily for some things in his life. And I felt the presence of God come off this man that was so strong. And I said, you know what? I said, God has got something for this man to do. But he was so overwhelmed with the spirit and he was glowed. And he was so glad that God Invited him to this conversation. And he said, I talked to him because I was talking to him. He said, God was blessing me. And he said, I felt a seed of a head. 
the seed of inheritance. When he said that, my mind went automatically back to right here. Galatians, where Paul was talking about the seed and the seed of life, which is Jesus Christ. Now, verse 18 through uh, 20 says, And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned and, and his young men. They rose up and went together to the Sheba, and Abraham rode to Sheba. And it came to pass after these things that it was told Abraham, saying, Behold, Milcah, she hath also born children unto thy brother Nabal. And from that point all the way down through verse 24, you see the generation beginning to be right there. Well, when Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ entered his home, once again, he gave it up on the cross. It all began for you and I. The generations were coming, and we still follow the seed of Abraham. Now, the gift of the Holy Ghost was given. It was given to Abraham. It was given to Isaac. It was given to the seeds after that. And Paul uh, confirmed that. And it was, uh, it was the increase of the church, that believers. This covenant here speaks of the Holy Ghost and the increase of the church. God, he tells Peter, upon this church, on this rock, I will build my church. Once again, the seed is being seen. Not seeds. The seed, the seed of Christ is being seen even at the time of Paul and Silas. Think about these things. These uh, the apostles, disciples of Christ, how they went forth and spread the gospel, the seed of the living. Abraham here shared the seed of living when he obeyed the commandment of God. And Isaac here at the same time carried that seed. He came forth. That we too, that we too can walk in the same spirit, that we can walk as a church and believers. His spiritual seed should be numerous as the stars of the heavens. It's a lot. And you know, you take my son sent me a picture of they have a snowflake and they zoomed in on it. Beautiful. It looked like just a cross of diamonds, is what it looked like. It was just absolutely beautiful. And I've never seen nothing like that so clear. And I begin to think about the standard. One vessel is so much. You speck of it in your eye. It feels like you got a boulder in there, doesn't it? You want that boulder out. And it's so tiny, you, you can't hardly see it. All you do is clutch it and see if you can get that out of it. That one little grain. One little thing has so much power invested by God as a soul in this life today because of the Spirit, because of the Holy Ghost, because of the believers that accept Him and the spiritual state shall be numerous as the stars in the heaven. And I've looked up so many times of the night and wondered how far I could have to face this. How far can I see? How far am I looking? How far am I seeing that light from? I believe Isaac saw a lot. I'm like, I'm like Andy right there. I believe well, he was ready to come off and he saw a lot. He was excited. He was glad that this was this was taken from him. Just like you and I were when we got born again. We felt that all this pressure released. We had no way. We were obedient. He called our name and we came forward. 
And one day he's going to step out on the clouds and he's going to cross through him and he's going to I'll tell you what, sands of the sea, we're going to see the sea. Every beautiful speck of snowflake will be Heaven is even more beautiful than that snowflake. It's just amazing to me how that was just laid out. And you've got thousands of diamonds just stacked on each other. It glistens so. It's amazing what God can do. It's amazing what He's doing today. But here we see spiritual history. And He still blesses us today. Just like he did Abraham and Isaac. If we obey him like they did. Absolutely. Absolutely. I fail miserably, you know, but he still blesses me beyond uh, what I could ever imagine. And, and, and you know, I, I fail him miserably. I could only imagine what he could do for me if I did a little bit more for him. You know, uh, The building that is, and it's a piece of that. That one I've worshipped with throughout the years. And I found that people obeying God, that's when God will be. And so many times, sometimes all it takes is a fear of a man to open the door to a brother. So many times I've seen just the movement of one person. Of a hand, sometimes an amen, opens the door for someone else to see the truth and the life of Jesus. Isn't it something? He, he, we have an altar that we can bow down. You know, you can bow down right there. Make that your altar. Wherever you bow your head, bow your knee. Because we're bound to all of the king. He king and Lord Lord. That is a blessing. But we have spiritual victories that come on. It's because of the seed of Abraham. Because of the seed of God. Yeah. Read on down here and you'll see uh his firstborn and Jews and his brother and Camille and the father of Aram. And it goes on and on and on. And here we begin to see that all this is laid out. And on down the line, guess what? Old Tony's in there. Andy's in there. Right. Tammy's in there on that line. We're still, we're this, these names still going. We can't follow them, but what we read here. After that point, only God sees. We can go back so many generations in our own families, but you can only go back so far. Yeah, because after a while, they go on to be with the Lord or whatever. And we don't know what happened before that, but we're to not look back, we to look forward to the coming Christ. Because generation, I believe, real close to the end. Amen. On this one, and the generation of heaven is always The seed is the first, and the seed is the last. It's a living seed, it grows daily for everybody except Christ and for Satan. And in closing, I want to say one more thing. The crown of all this is the last promise. The last promise of this covenant. Because it's all nations of this earth be blessed. Mm -hmm. 
all nations. Be blessed. He wants all the nations of the world to be blessed. Mm-hmm. The Bible says we hear wars and rumors of wars and like in Haiti, all this killing and all this stuff going on around us today. Also, God want that. He wants us to be blessed. And he is blessed this nation. We have food on our table, shoes on our feet, jobs that we can go to, clothes on our back. God has blessed all because we're busy. You won't have anything in life to add tonight. Who is the to be faithful for the discipline in this nation? It's a scary time. I wonder what the, as much as this country has changed in my life, in the time that I was there, watching the groups of hats and happy days, what's happening today in one of them shows? Band, because of the uh, grace that I have. They've had to admit. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder how much it's going to change in the child life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he did admit to. Uh, I think about these people that are 100 now, what the change mm-hmm. they've seen, you know. It, it, you know, it's mind boggling. Yeah, I think a lot of times about my grandkids, you know, they. The young they're living their life, they don't think much. And son can see that. And what they're going to go through when they get to the contest. And how they going to deal with it? You know, I think about this thing. What are they going to have to overcome that we didn't have to? It changes. Now, they're going to overcome stuff that we didn't have no idea that would even be. Well, we have to pray for them. Absolutely. And pray for us that we can keep up with what we got to do, you know. And we, it, it's so easy to get behind in the way the world is taking off today. Now, God gave men smart and good brains, but He also gave us good sense to use against sin. We're, yeah, we're going to pay a price as a nation and an individual. We do it. We pay that price there. I think that we get up every morning and try to be deliberate. Suffering. Got to watch a little TV on Friday night. Yeah. You know, you know, that's 
It's so different. It is so different now. And we were so, uh, I think we just rambling on, but we could be satisfied just at home. Yeah. Playing. And it might be playing with a stick. You know, uh, running through the laurel bushes. But now, kids have to have uh, ever new device and they have to be entertained. Mm -hmm. You just entertain yourself at my house, my mom would. Uh, Anyone else? 